0: Statements made during this broadcast regarding products or the claims made about specific products have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Products and treatments discussed are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Make your physician aware of all nutritional supplements used and immediately notify your physician if you have any health concern or undiagnosed sign or symptom. Let's Talk Nutrition is a health talk show that features scientists, authors, nutrition specialists, personal trainers, holistic healers, and experts in traditional, natural, and integrative medicine. Listen for a chance to win daily prizes and follow Let's Talk Nutrition on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Talk Nutrition or on Twitter at LTN Radio. It's time for some inspiration. Tune in to get fit and healthy. It's time to talk about nutrition. Nutrition for your body, your mind, your spirit. It's time to talk about proper exercise, stress relief, eating well, and supplementation to help. Get ready to take charge of your health because your health is your wealth and the wealth of those who care about and love you. It's time for Let's Talk Nutrition with Dr. Michael Garko. Welcome to the show.
3: And welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, Glad you could stop by Let's Talk Nutrition. Uh, We're here five days a week and we're live And hope you're having a good day, wherever and however you may be listening or watching the show, and whatever you may be doing. I'm having all kinds of static in my headset, I don't know why, but anyway. Uh, Is it it me, Gary, or is it... Yeah, yeah. yeah, mine's uh, clear. Yours is clear. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, anyway, we'll see if it clears up. Um... (laughs) lot, a lot trending today. And you often hear me say, uh, where you live makes a difference. Um, and it does in terms of your health, where you live. Um, and I've used different examples of that, where you live. Uh, there's a story trending today about where you live and how it affects your health. So uh, now it's, I'll have to go back and look at all the different contexts in which I have reported on this theme about where people live. Uh, everywhere from neighborhoods to 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 the city itself, to the state uh, where a person lives, even the country where they live, bears, has a bearing upon their health. So there's a story trending about that. We'll talk about it. There, um... The government has made, a, over the years now, several decades, a concerted effort to get people to quit smoking, or at least to reduce the rate of smoking. And back in the day, probably many remember, the big fight over warning labels on a cigarette pack, and whether or not cigarette smoke or smoking causes cancer. Mm-hmm. Remember all that? Yes. It went on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that famous Senate hearing or congressional hearing where they had all of the executives of the cigarette companies sitting at a table. And the question to them was, in essence, I don't know the exact question, but it was something along the lines "The cigarette smoking caused cancer. And they made each one of those executives answer yes or no. And they went, there was a whole string of them. Everyone said no. Every single one of those executives representing the cigarette companies, Philip Morris, all of them. No. Mm. Categorical no. Well, they were lying. And they knew that. And uh, they had. The government had uncovered documents, you know, internal documents, memos uh, about their their concern, <clears throat> and then the battle went on and on and on. We are at a new stage now. As you know, the warning label on the cigarette pack—what it reads—we can we can get that. We can pull it up. They're going to take it a step further, and I'm going to report on that as well. And you you might be a bit surprised. And one might question the prudence of doing it uh, when you look at it from a persuasion point of view. We can talk about that. So that's trending as well. It's provocative to say to say the least. And we always invite you to join the conversation to make contact with us. And there's a variety of ways for you to do that. You can reach
4: us at 877-897-8255. That's 877-897-TALK. Don't forget your Alexa or your Google device. Set it to play, Let's Talk Nutrition at 9 a.m. Or you can go to our Facebook page at Let's Talk Nutrition, Instagram at Let's Talk Nutrition, and go to our YouTube channel at Let's Talk Nutrition where you can watch the show live or you can go back and look at the recorded shows.
3: And we have quite a few of those. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Over 1,200.
3: Yeah, it's all good. So. Gary's here, that, that's the voice you heard. Katie is on the other side of the glass. Um, and uh, again, we always invite you to call. Yesterday, for example, Hank in Westchester brought up the notion of a tonic. And what is a tonic? And I, you know, answered his question. And then I ended up, and I hadn't planned on it, using that theme uh, with the guest, it was Dr. Um Kate was on yesterday and, uh, um, and she, and I asked her, well, what do you think about a tonic? And she said, it turns out what I want to talk about today is in a way about tonics. So when you call in, um, you never know what kind of an effect you're going to have on me or on the audience. It can be a, you know, you have a, a lot of ability to influence others. And it's always good for other listeners and viewers to hear from people who may be having an issue, um, and then other members of the audience will realize, you know, I'm not alone on this. It's important.
4: Yeah, isn't it? It's interesting how people people connect that way. Uh, we were told yesterday for every one person that calls, there's probably another hundred that have the same question.
3: Yeah, it, that's right. And so... That's what we're all about. And we show up here to do this show because you're there. All right. Where you live. Let's talk about that. Where you live. Um, may If you live in the city, um, now, that could mean a lot of different things. Living in Manhattan and uh, is one thing. Living in, in downtown Chicago is another matter. And you could live, you know, Pittsburgh, all these major metropolitan cities, Detroit, People do live in the city. Then people live in the suburbs, and then there's other ways and you know, places that people find or domicile. In your neighborhood, where you live right now, how many fast food chains are there? Would you say within a five-mile radius of your house? You know, do you have a sense of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Now, if somebody living in the in the city, they're probably gonna be quite a few, right? Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Up in my neck of the woods, from my house within a five mile radius fast food, <clears throat> almost every one of the fast food chains are, are are there. Oh yeah, me too. Right?
4: See, I don't have any.
3: All right. And in more rural areas, you're not gonna find these fast food chain stores all over the place. Turns out, and I'm not making this up, that heart attack rates, we're talking about heart attacks, are higher in neighborhoods with more fast food ch- stores uh, than not. This was an Australian study. So it's from another country but the concept of fast food is universal now. It has made its way into almost every food culture. For every additional fast food outlet that was located in a neighborhood, there were four additional heart attacks per 100,000 people each year. Wow. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Think, think about that. <laughs> Let me repeat that. For, for, every additional fast food outlet in the neighborhood, there were four additional heart attacks per 100,000 each year. That's, that's significant. To come, they came to that conclusion they, by looking at 3,100 patients hospitalized with a heart attack in a region of Australia between 2011 and 2013. So it was sort of a longitudinal study and quoting uh, from one of the researchers in the study, uh, a doctor Tarnu Pret S- Saluja, I don't, I don't know Saluja, Saluja, maybe I'm guessing. So forgive me if I slaughtered your name. He said the findings were consistent across rural and metropolitan. This is crazy. Rural and metropolitan areas of New South Wales, and after adjusting for age, obesity, high blood, bliss, high blood lipids, high blood pressure, smoking status, and diabetes. So they controlled for all those variables in the, in the statistical model. And they still found that more people died of a heart attack in neighborhoods where fast food stores or chains or outlets are located. Come back, I'll tell you more about this and in, in more, in more specificity. And what does the FDA wanna do with cigarette packs? Ladies and gentlemen, listen up.
1: It's me, your immune system. I'm always hard at work defending you against the many disease-causing viruses.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Bacteria that you are exposed to every day. But sometimes I need help to defeat the bad bugs. Luckily, our friends at Kyolic have come to the rescue. Kaiolic has two super immune-enhancing supplements: Kaiolic Immune Formula 103 and Kyo Green Harvest Blend Immune Defense. Kaio Green Harvest Blend is a power-packed blend of organic and naturally sourced grasses, ancient grains, fruits, veggies, herbal extracts, and spirulina in a fast dissolving drink mix for a quick and easy way to support immunity kyolic immune formula 103 combines immune boosting nutrients with aged garlic extract aged garlic extract has been clinically shown to support a healthy immune response and reduce both the duration and severity of cold and flu symptoms help me protect you with kyolic supplements and nutritional drink mixes to fortify your immune health today available at fine natural health retailers
3: the science of psychology tells us there's a connection between looking more attractive and having more self-confidence. One way to look more attractive is to have healthy-looking hair. Ridgecrest Herbal's award-winning Hair Revive can support healthy, attractive hair. Hair Revive is formulated with a stress-fighting complex, hair growth ingredients, a hormone-balancing complex, and Chinese herbs. Taken together, the ingredients in Hair Revive promote hair growth, encourage healthier, thicker-looking hair, and support recovery from damaging hair styling techniques harsh chemicals, and daily stress. So start looking more attractive with healthier, thicker, and shinier hair with Ridgecrest Herbals Hair Revive. Visit rcherbals.com for more information or call 1-800-242-4649 and mention this ad. That's 1-800-242-4649.
0: Let's Talk Nutrition is brought to you by American Biotech Labs, your daily immune system support. Ridgecrest Herbals, take your health to a higher elevation. Ancient Nutrition, nutrition for a modern world. Reviva Labs, the natural skincare authority. Let's Talk Nutrition, on the web at letstalknutrition.com. We're back from the break, so let's rejoin Dr. Michael Garko.
3: So apparently, uh, having fast food outlets in a neighborhood increases the risk for heart attacks. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk Nutrition. Uh, this is according to an Australian study. It was a, looks like a pretty good study. Uh, they did it over a period of time. It looks like two to three years. They had a relatively large sample, 3,100 patients, hospitalized with a heart attack. So this is not a random sample. It's what's called a convenience sample. Nevertheless, um, they did control for other variables, age, obesity, uh, high blood lipid levels, high blood pressure, smoking status, and diabetes. Control for, What you do is you control for those variables so that you get the actual effect of the variable that you're investigating. The results emphasize, they said, the importance of the food environment as a potential co- contributor towards health, close quote. I've been saying that forever on this show. The food culture, the food environment is central to our, our day-to-day life and, and has grave, can have grave consequences for us. Um, so this is, this is not an idea that's unique to me. This, this is known by many and it's often emphasized. And quoting, from, co- quoting Dr. Uh, Saluja, if I'm pronouncing Dr. Saluja's name correctly, ischemic heart disease including heart attack, is one of the leading causes of death worldwide. He went on to say that it is known that eating fast foods is linked with a higher likelihood of fatal and non-fatal heart attacks. Despite this, he said, there is rapid growth in the purchase and availability of fast food. So far, he hasn't said anything that we haven't talked about a million times on this show. This highlights... The need to explore the role of food availability and the probability of having a heart attack. Close quote. All, all impact and packed into that quote are different themes that have, that are featured on LTN all the time. You know the correlation in spite, you know, and I hate to throw cold water on the efforts of the fast food industry to try and make a better product, a healthier product, because it seems that they're trying to move toward that goal. Um, the public seems to be demanding that and they're responding to it. That being said, fast food is loaded with salt, sugar, and fat, and, and Dr. Saluja mentions sodium, fat, and sure, you know, in, the, in these foods. They are highly correlated, high concentrations of those ingredients are highly correlated with disease, heart disease in particular. Now they presented these findings uh, at the Cardiac Society of Australia and New Zealand. We did not get invited to that, we didn't go. But nevertheless it Maybe took, next well, time. <laughs> maybe next time. Um, uh, the uh, European Society of Cardiology um, there, that was reported that, I mean, they sponsored the, the event, and they said, and one of the former presidents of the society said, tackling heart disease requires individual responsibility and actions at population level. This study highlights the impact of the food environment, again, another person saying it, on health. In addition to regulating the location and density of fast food outlets, local areas should ensure good access to supermarkets with healthy food, close quote. Well, how do you do that? How are you going to legislate that? Are you going to create ordinances like in the United States that you can only have so many fast food chains within a certain radius of a particular neighborhood? I mean, what are you going to do? We have food deserts right now in major metropolitan cities throughout the United States where you will find pawn shops, gun shops, porn shops, uh Convenience stores, but not a supermarket. There's no place to buy fresh fruit and vegetables. And when people do want to go get it, they have to travel miles and miles to get there. Most many that are in poor neighborhoods probably don't have a car, so they got to take public transportation. How would you like to do that? Go shopping and have to take, catch the bus to go shopping. So you can see then in these, and one of the, one of the things that the knee jerk response is people will say, um, and it's, this is totally bias and prejudice. They'll say, well, when you look at these people in these neighborhoods, they're all fat. They don't look like they're starving to me. Well, you're assuming that, quote unquote, being fat, which is an unkind thing to say. Uh, is somehow reflective of them having access to a lot of food or good, you know, food. It's not necessarily good food. And it doesn't, you know, you can eat a lot less fast food and gain weight than you can eat good food and gain weight. It's going to, you're going to have a harder time eating vegetables, fruit, legumes, seeds, nuts, and whatnot, and become corpulent. You have to work real hard at that, but it doesn't take much. Go on a steady mm-hmm. diet of fast food and see what happens to you. You'll, you'll put on weight like nobody's business.
4: There was that, um, Morgan Spurlock. He did
3: a sh- He did that movie supersize me, supersize me within a month. His doctor said, you have to stop this experiment. You're going to die. He told, I remember yeah. we, that, that thing that, you know, that, that was one of the early a kind of documentary, whatever you wanna call it, that was zeroing in on fast food and the consequences of fast food. And, you know, at the time it was, you know, it's still, you go back and watch it and it's still relevant. And I remember the doctor saying, "You you have to stop. And some people that live in these neighborhoods, that's all they have to eat. I'm just saying. This, this may, a study may have occurred in Australia, but it is just as relevant in the U.S. and every other city. So what is it the FDA wants to do with cigarette packs to try and convince people even further not to smoke? Let me see how you react to this. Come back, I'll tell you about it.
5: Don't be stressed out or anxious. Take Hempanol, the only raw CO2 hemp extract available. It's 100% organic with wild oregano P73 extract. You might've heard about CBD, but there's no comparison. Hempanol has the power and potency you need to support your nervous system, stay calm and focused, and maintain a healthy immune system. Unlike other CBD oils, hempanol contains the full spectrum of phytocannabinoids. Take hempanol and feel great. And if you suffer from insomnia and can't seem to get that full night's rest, try Hempanol PM. Hempanol PM is specifically formulated to get you the rest you need without feeling sluggish when you wake. It's non-addictive, completely natural, and leaves you feeling energetic and ready to take on the day. To place your order to find out where to find Hepanol in your area, call 1-800-243-5242. 800-243-5242 or visit us at oreganol.com.
0: Let's Talk Nutrition is brought to you by Jaro Formulas, superior nutrition and formulation. Natural factors where great health begins. Kyolic, aging makes the finest garlic truly odorless. Celsius, live fit. Flora, 100 years of herbal wisdom. Let's Talk Nutrition, on the web at letstalknutrition.com. We're back from the break, so let's rejoin Dr. Michael Garko. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Welcome back. Welcome to Let's Talk Nutrition. We're around the corner, you know, in your neighborhood, around the country, in your state, and around the globe. And, um, we all, that all happens because of technology and the affiliates across the country and the streaming of the show and whatnot. The FDA is, has made a, you know, you have, you, and, and I, everybody attacks the FDA as the, like the stepchild that, 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 just gets boxed around all the time. Um, but they, they do, I mean, they're, it's an important agency. And they have done good things. One of the one of the things that they've really worked hard at over these many decades is to get people to quit smoking and forging, you know, forward on the they're the tip of the spear on the fight against the tobacco companies for years to get warnings on cigarette packs, and it has had an impact, no doubt. Well, the Food and Drug Administration is now proposing that cigarette labels include not only the the warning, the, the written warning, but very, and I tell you, and we'll show them, graphic images. Very graphic. They're graphic. The, the, some could well, Some would say disturbing, to warn smokers of health risks, including, they have photographs or images illustrating amputated toes and diseased lungs. Now, just as a sidebar, I don't know if you've seen the commercial on TV. This woman, initially, you they've done several versions of it. You'll hear her voice. You don't see her right away.
2: I know exactly which one you're talking mm-hmm. about.
3: Okay. And eventually, the, the, she's on screen. You see her image. And it's horrific. You can, she's had her voice box removed. She's Her face is scarred. The parts of her face have been uh, removed. Uh, it is... That is one of the most disturbing, upsetting images or commercials I have ever seen. I think her name is Tammy. See if you can find out about that. And she's pleading with people not to smoke. And then they have another commercial on TV where an African-American man, if I recall, sitting in a wheelchair. It looks like in a clinic where his leg is amputated. Mm -hmm. Remember that one? I do. Smoker. These are very provocative ways to try and gain compliance or persuade people. And it's fear, You're using, that's, a, that's a fear message. The question you have to ask is do fear appeals work? Hold that in your head for a second and I'll return now back to where we are at the moment with the FDA and these images they wanna put on cigarette packs.
2: Side note, I think that woman who was in those commercials, I think she passed away. I I just I looked wouldn't be, it up. And it, I wouldn't, you did? Yeah, her name was Terry, and it says she Terry. Passed, passed away in 2013. So uh, right after the commercials, and you know it was when she was making the commercial, she made mm-hmm. that thing that said, make sure to record your voice for your loved ones before you pass away, and then oddly enough, shortly after, she did pass away. So it was a it was a huge message when those commercials came out, because I think before they even aired, she passed away. So it's scary.
3: It's disturbing. Th- those images of that woman, and you can see the suffering. Well, the plan for the FDA would mark the first change to cigarette warnings. Now, believe it or not, in 35 years, it just seems like yesterday when they put those written warnings on the label, uh, or since the the time when the U.S. Surgeon General mandated back in 1984 that the warnings be put on the cigarette packs and the cigarette companies launched a formidable pushback against the government. You know, they, this, this battle went on. I don't know how many billions of dollars were spent fighting this. Smokers, they said, would have a very difficult time overlooking the graphic images that would be displayed on the cigarette packs because they would be positioned in such a way on the pack that you couldn't, I mean, it's, it's a cigarette pack. It's not as if it's a steamer trunk and you have to open and find, go hunt. It's a you can hold it in your hand, so I don't know what they're talking about. Of course, they're going to see it. Um, you have illustrations of cancerous neck tumors. They have images of feet with amputated toes. They have images of diseased lungs. Uh, among the 13 new warnings that would be on on a, on cigarette packs. So I don't know. Uh, do you have some of those images, Kerry?
2: Yeah. I have such mixed emotions about this.
3: Okay, so you you saw the images. I did. I, what 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 about what do you make of these? What do you what's your response? What was your most immediate response when you looked at them?
2: That it's going to get the message out there. People are going to have to think twice every time they take a cigarette out of their pack, they're going to get the message. They are disturbing, <clears throat> but it's real life. It, I mean, they're living in a fantasy land to think that doesn't happen. My thing is, I think it's a good idea as far as people who are buying cigarettes. I think they need to see it. And part of me wants to say, don't put them on display because you don't want the kids to see them. But then the other part of me is like, you do want them to see it because you want the kids to know this is what could happen to you if you smoke. So I'm kind of like 50-50 on it. I, I don't really know how I feel about it.
3: They have one image. It's, it's the most benign of all of them. And it's an image that says, warning, smoking causes bladder cancer, which can lead to bloody urine. And then there's a container with urine in it and blood. And somebody's holding it between their hand, uh, thumb and index finger. That's the image.
2: I mean, if someone were to put a warning on a greasy fast food burger and say, warning, this may cause heart attack, I would think twice before I opened up the burger and consumed it. You would. would. I'm thinking from a buyer's prospect, I would think twice. I don't know how it is with cigarette smoking, but.
4: See, I do that now with calorie calorie content and sodium.
2: Yeah.
3: Now when I go look at a menu. Well, you're conditioning yourself to do it. You're training yourself to do it. You're aware. Look at the image of the child. It says warning: tobacco smoke can harm your children. That's because it's second. They're they're what they're alluding to is secondhand smoke. Look at the image of that little boy. I mean, and then there's a uh, smoking during pregnancy stunts fetal growth. There's an image of an infant in a bassinet or on a scale, crying. You know,
2: these parents are gonna have to answer to these kids if they buy a pack of cigarettes. Their kid's sitting in the back seat and they're taking out a cigarette. The parent. The kids see can ask all, what what is that on that package. Katie, I see community.
3: it all the time. If I'm at the grocery store in the parking lot, I get out of the car and you have a mom rolling out of a van and she's got mm-hmm. two or three kids in the van and you see the smoke coming out of the van. Yeah. Um, or the dad, I'm not picking on or, or the or the you know, right, or right. vaping in the van. It's, yeah, it's all it, dangerous. It's crazy. I mean, is that is that just I don't know. I, smoking is highly addictive. It's hard for some people to go even fifteen minutes, twenty minutes without a cigarette.
4: Okay, so when I first started in the police department, I worked. They put you in the jail. You worked in the jail for a couple days, right? And you would have guys hurt themselves
3: so they could get a cigarette. I so they, believe that. I'm so watching could, a prison so show. So they right could now. get out of the cell and go smoke. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible addiction. I have mixed feelings about this approach. Me too. Um morning cigarette smoke smoking causes type 2 diabetes which raises blood that's a benign it's a picture an image of somebody pricking their finger and measuring their their blood glucose level then they have these other provocative images horrible surgery images Uh, i don't know come back we'll talk some more
6: feel tired lethargic or irritable take solace You're one of millions of Americans that has trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. In fact, according to a national survey, 54% of adults have trouble sleeping. So what can you do about it? Take Solace. Solace is an all-natural dietary supplement formulated to support healthy sleep and relaxation. Solace can help you fall asleep and stay asleep naturally. Formulated with all natural ingredients, solace is non-addictive and won't leave you feeling groggy in the morning. Take solace an hour before bed and feel the calming effects of this extensively researched sleep and relaxation aid. For more information on solace, call toll-free 877-533-7066 or visit takesolace.com. That's 877-533-7066 or take S-O-L-U-S dot com. Look for Solace in your local health and nutrition store. Solace, for a good night's rest naturally.
3: The science of psychology tells us there is a connection between looking more attractive and having more self-confidence. One way to look more attractive is to have healthy looking hair. Ridgecrest Herbal's award-winning Hair Revive can support healthy, attractive hair. Hair Revive is formulated with a stress-fighting complex, hair growth ingredients, a hormone balancing complex, and Chinese herbs. Taken together, the ingredients in Hair Revive promote hair growth, encourage healthier, thicker-looking hair, and support recovery from damaging hairstyling techniques, harsh chemicals, and daily stress. So start looking more attractive with healthier, thicker, and shinier hair with Ridgecrest Herbal's Hair Revive. Visit rcherbals.com for more information or call 1-800-242-4649 and mention this ad. That's 1-800-242-4649.
7: The latest trend to hit the store shelves has the whole country buzzing.
0: Let's Talk Nutrition is brought to you by CV Sciences, from seed to shelf. Form Essentials, makers of the Sleep Aid Solace. North American Herb and Spice, wellness for life. Natural Factors, where great health begins. New chapter, the benefit of nature's wisdom. Yerba Prima, pioneers in internal cleansing. Let's Talk Nutrition, on the web at letstalknutrition.com. We're back from the break, so let's rejoin Dr. Michael Garko.
3: So apparently, um Reynolds American Tobacco Company, Reynolds American, and other tobacco companies are, you know, they're gonna. I'm sure that they're upset with this FDA push to put these images on the cigarette packs. I don't think these companies not much they can do about it. Um, I don't know. I these are fear appeals. I've never been a fan of fear appeals. I don't. I'm not so convinced. That they're effective when you look at the social influence literature generally, and look up fear, you start researching fear pills, and are they effective? Uh, you find that maybe not so much. Um, I I I just don't know. I this isn't. A, I don't know if the government did some any focus groups or any kind of research to determine the effectiveness. Of these images, I'm, I just don't know. Again, I have mixed feelings about it. If it works, I guess yeah, yeah. Anything to get somebody to quit or not to smoke would be good, a good thing. But the extent is to what, to what extent, and how, or how effective is this approach? Again, the literature on, in the social influence literature, fear appeals. Typically backfire, typically. So I don't know why the government thinks that this approach, using these kinds of images, is going to be effective. I don't. Maybe, maybe you have a thought or two. Give us a call.
4: Eight seven seven eight nine seven eight two five five. That's eight seven seven eight nine seven talk. This is this is how I look at it. I look at it as they're putting those images on there to deter the the twelve thirteen fourteen and I fifteen agree. year olds to not smoke. Hmm.
2: I agree because I don't think the adults. It's probably not going to phase them. My thought is like maybe a kid in the car asking their parent what's on that, and maybe it'll make the parent think twice when they have to explain it to their child. But I think it's more targeting the younger children.
4: I mean, we hmm. know that advertising itself targets the younger younger children when it comes to cigarette ads.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, go Jules. back, Jules, Joe the Camel. Do you remember yeah, that? yep. I mean, so you're look, you're looking at something as as not only a um, like a psychological warfare on children to stop them from smoking.
3: Your point's well taken. Um, I'm thinking about what you what you both just said, just said. It didn't occur to me. Uh, I wasn't. <clears throat> pardon me. I wasn't thinking about target audience. You see, you both seem to think that the target audience are young children
2: kind of. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like children
3: and adolescents. I
2: feel like people yeah. who are already smoking, they know. They know the risks. I I mean, maybe having an image I would I would love to think that maybe it would help them stop smoking, but I agree with everything Gary said.
4: I I can I can remember now. Um it was probably about 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I seen a documentary and it was about RJ Reynolds and Philip Morris and they were talking about they weren't worried so much about the united states stop smoking because there were 20 uh whatever the 20 or 5 billion chinese that don't know what a marble red is yet
3: yeah so they they're th- they're talking to other world other countries third world countries the cigarette companies have imported or excuse me exported their products into uh, go to india mm. or some of these other i mean even in europe uh in france and places in restaurants they smoke as i understand i haven't been to france i don't know but i was told that they smoke e- everybody smokes um you know our country is a, a little unusual in this regard when the, all the laws now regarding smoking in public places <clears throat> i mean back in the day remember on an airplane oh it was ridiculous
4: i remind i remember flying piedmont airlines from Tampa to North Carolina to Indiana to go see my dad in Kentucky. And it was
3: like- Fog. Fog. <laughs> and then it, they would have a smoking section and not, it was ridiculous. That would, What a farce that was. The only thing that did, it just separated the smokers from the non-smokers, but it didn't separate the smoke from from circulating throughout the, stop the, the smoke from circulating throughout the cabin. You're all breathing the same air. You're just not sitting next to it. They got rid of that. Um, here at the at iHeart, they have a smoking play, uh, section outside they built for the people who smoke. And you walk by there sometimes, and I I I avoid walking by there. It just I can't can't deal with it.
4: I hate when it rains and they end up smoking outside.
3: Right outside, outside door. Door. Our, Right outside our door here. Yep. Fear peels. Uh, fear evoked persuasion. Uh, this is when you go into social influence literature, you'll find this. It's a technique, uh, some say that should be used sparingly, but some contend that even one with the right amount of induced fear, fear appeals. And I'm quoting now from one source alone are not persuasive enough to motivate behavior. I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with it. I, I fear pills, um, now. I, for example, now there, it's not as clean cut. There's a back and forth on this. <clears throat> when you're you're trying to you're trying to change people's behavior here. Changing behavior is one thing. Trying to change attitudes is a, is another matter. That's even more difficult. Uh, one emotion that really does affect people. Uh, affect their attitudes and their behavior is fear. Fear can be a powerful tool in these in these social influence campaigns. Um, we know that uh, early, but you will find again, a hefty back and forth about whether or not you should persuade people about the potential harm of something by inducing a high level of fear in them. So when you look at a fear appeal, <clears throat> you got three parts, you got the message, you have the audience, and then you have the recommended behavior, right? The messages convey important information about the potential harm, obviously. Uh, however, if the message is to have or contend any sort of persuasive effect, it should address issues that instill critical amounts of fear and be targeted to those who are most susceptible to the risk. Now, to those who are most susceptible to the risk. To your point about children, is that the target audience that's most susceptible to the risk? I just sent you an article on children
4: smoking in Indonesia.
3: Yeah. I mean, this is, it, it gets complicated. You, then you can look at the recommended behavior, um, which gives, you know, you're trying to give instruction on what to do. Well, with a, a pack of cigarettes, the instruction is not to smoke. I don't know. I, I do have mixed feelings about it. I'm just not sure this is... We'll see. I, I think the FDA goes for... They're going to get their way. They're going to have these images on the packs coming soon. Okay, right. See you next hour. Are you tired of being tired? So was Amanda until she tried Floridix Iron and Herbs. You can probably relate. Between juggling her job and family, she was constantly exhausted. She put off going to the gym and making her dinner every night seemed like a heroic task. Then she found out she had the most common nutritional deficiency in the U.S., iron deficiency. Amanda turned to Floridix, an easily absorbed plant-based liquid iron supplement. For over 60 years, Floridix has been helping reduce exhaustion and fatigue caused by iron deficiency. This formula is easy on the digestive tract and free of artificial colors and flavors. It even has vitamins B and C for enhanced absorption. No wonder it's the best-selling iron supplement in North America. Flora Vital provides all the same benefits as Floradix, but without gluten or yeast. Reclaim your energy with Floradix and Floravital available at your local health food store. For more information, visit florahealth.com forward slash floradix. florahealth.com floradix. The
8: ever increasing stress and toxicity we are exposed to from our environment, diets and lifestyles make internal cleansing a necessary part of a good health regimen. Founded in 1980, Yerba Prima was the first company to launch a whole body internal cleansing kit. Since that time, they have continued to develop and manufacture a complete range of all natural, high quality fiber and internal cleansing products. By using all-natural psyllium fiber and no harmful stimulant laxatives, all Yerba Prima fiber and internal cleansing products can be used over a long period of time to ensure optimal health and regularity. With nearly 30 years dedicated to all-natural cleansing products, it's easy to see why Yerba Prima is a leader in the fiber and cleansing products category. Learn more at YerbaPrima.com, Y-E-R-B-A-P-R-I-M-A.com, or visit your local health retailer.